Welcome to Up the Union podcast. I'm Dan Hames, speaking for the final time with Mark Sterling. Mark, just to make this all very practical now, um, what if there's somebody listening who is concerned that they have abused their power in some way, perhaps using it for their own ends, um, using their position and authority to to get something for themselves, but equally perhaps somebody who realises they have some power and responsibility and authority, but have uh, stewarded that badly by running away from it and avoiding responsibility. What do you think are some of the practical steps that we can take if we feel that we have um, responded badly to having power? And that really is a great question and you know, I, I'm sure it's going to apply to lots of people and it's the first step. I mean, the first place to, to start is to say, well, which one of us hasn't uh, failed in this way? Um, I, I think very obviously and very practically, number one is is apology and um, repentance. First of all, before God, clearly is is the first place to start. Is to recognise, and I would actually suggest to anybody who's who's listening to this that they actually go before God and pray and just ask Him to reveal any ways in which we sinned in this area, and uh, and repent of them. You know, get get our get our slate clean, um, keep short accounts as much as we possibly can. Um, so God first, but then there will be people perhaps whom we need to go and seek forgiveness from. And for many of us, that will feel like a very difficult thing to do. Um, the fact that it feels like a difficult thing to do with those whom we're leading indicates, I think, a, a sub-biblical understanding of leadership in the first place. Uh, we have to be ready to go and apologize to people. That's not a sign of weakness. That would be the devil's lie to tell us that it's weak. But rather it's a sign of confidence in God and strength in the Lord that we would be willing to go and apologize to people. Loads of analogies, by the way, with parenting. What's the most difficult thing to do as a parent is to apologize to your children when you've got it wrong again. Uh, it's the most humbling, even humiliating thing to do. And yet... It is one of the most loving and most nurturing things for them, not least because you're setting them an example of what it means to live a life of repentance and faith. Um, I, I think one of the things that, that discourages young Christians is what I've called the myth of Christian maturity. And this is the idea that somehow people grow and struggle up to a point where they reach this this uh, state of blissful, beatific Christian maturity where they don't have any problems anymore. Um, and I think that's not only a lie, it's a very dangerous and damaging lie because it discourages people and it's simply not true. When Paul says to Timothy in 1 Timothy 4, let your progress be seen by everybody, uh, he is very much implying that Timothy is to lead in such a way that people see how he is growing. And to see how he's growing, they must see how God's grace is active in Timothy's life. Therefore, there must be an appropriate level of vulnerability so that they can see how God's grace is actually working in Timothy's life. And if Timothy's pretending to be much more mature and not to have any problems uh, when, he, when, when, he, uh, when he isn't, then he's not doing those whom he's leading any favours. They cannot then see his progress. All they see is a mask of perfection. So I think 
a very practical step that leaders need to take is to answer the question, what is an appropriate level of vulnerability? How can I share, teach, preach, live in such a way that my progress in grace is evident to others so that I'm passing on to others the grace that I'm receiving from God so that I'm demonstrating to them how to grow. In a sense, I'm saying I'm the chief repenter if I'm the pastor of a church and I have to demonstrate that and actually show people how that works. So practically, that's another key step is is what does it look like to be appropriate? And I emphasize appropriate. It's not appropriate to be um, uh, completely indiscriminate in what we say before a church congregation, for example. But we do need to find ways appropriately of showing that we are those who are also walking repentantly with Christ and, uh, and living by his grace. One of the things that does is to remove the aura of uh, false power, of invulnerability that often builds up uh, around leaders. Um, uh, we, we need to let them see uh, what we are actually like in order that people are not trusting in us. Again, it's fascinating to think of Paul going to Corinth in 1 Corinthians 2. He's basically saying that, that in a society there that was obsessed with status and social climbing, Paul deliberately lowered his status so that they wouldn't trust in him but trust in God. I think that's another direct practical example of, uh, of what we're talking about here. I'm, I'm sorry, those are, those are sort of three very brief practical examples. I don't know if that's, that's enough. That, they're a great help. Thank you. It was, a, it was another plea for, for pastors and Christian leaders just to be real and to stop pretending that there's something that they're mm. not. Yeah, Mark, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me about this. It's been really good. It's a pleasure. And thank you, dear listeners, for tuning in. We hope to see you again soon here on Up the Union podcast. Music